Hey, sports fans, it's Jordan, your host of After the Kids Go to Sleep podcast. I'm back on a very somber day. The reports are coming out of the aftermath of the terrible shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade. Right now, there are 21 injured, eight are life-threatening, and one lady has already passed away. Lisa Lopez Galvin, a mother of two, a host of a local radio station called The Taste of Tejano, which is, means a celebration of Tex-Mex. She would often play at weddings and local fundraisers. So at this time, for the 21 injured, eight who are fighting for their lives, and for Lisa, I would like to take a moment of silence and just keep all those people in our prayers at this moment. Thank you. Now, on to less serious news, but sports news nonetheless. The Suns did play basketball last night, and my major takeaway, no matter no matter how much you pay Monty Williams to coach, the Pistons overall are just a bad basketball team. When Devin Booker gets ejected five minutes into the game for something that he may have said to the refs, and Bradley Beal is already injured and not playing, leaves Kevin Durant and other role players to play and the Pistons still get blown out by what reached a margin of 30 points. I believe it finished around 16. That means you are just a bad basketball team. You can't pay, I don't know, multi-million dollars for a coach and expect the players on the court just to miraculously get better. I know they're young. I know they're learning. But man, the Pistons are a bad basketball team. And as a Suns fan, I can relate because we were there. We were there, Suns fans. We know what it feels like. So Pistons fans, hang in there. It's a tough road. But you are a great franchise in the city of Detroit. And I believe that you will definitely, definitely rebound. Shout out to Saban Lee. Last time I mentioned Josh Okoji as a guy that we don't often talk about, but played well last game. This game last night, it was Saban Lee. This is a guy who won't see playoff minutes most likely unless unforeseen injuries or something happens down the road. But Saban Lee, you love to see it, that a guy comes in and plays so hard and with so much effort and makes the most of their minutes. Oftentimes, starters and guys who get minutes Often throughout the season, they can lose that motivation, that fire to play, the love of the game, and they can get lethargic. It happens to the best of us. Just look at your daily work. There are days where you just don't want to do anything and you rather rather lay in bed. It can happen to professional athletes too. So it's always cool when the guy at the end of the bench gets an opportunity and makes most of it. Saban Lee, you did just that. It was fun watching last night. Finished with 16 points. And just brought an energy to the game that is not seen very often or I would say can get lost throughout a long season. A thing to kind of keep track of that is kind of out of control is Eubanks got punched in the face as he was walking in to the team locker room by Isaiah Stewart, a center for the Detroit Pistons. I guess words were said, Isaiah Stewart didn't take it very nicely and he punched Eubanks in the kisser 
and then he got arrested and then was released later by local authorities. So this is something to keep in mind, something to watch if you're kind of following Pistons basketball or Suns basketball, the comments after the game from the coaches, I guess, can be a story to follow now when it really didn't have to be. I think this was a complete avoidable situation and it was a situation that if you think about it, it probably played into book getting ejected early as the refs tried to gain control of the game. That's it for the Suns game. Now let's hop over to the ice, the Coyotes. They have now lost seven straight. I said their season was a roller coaster. Well, this roller coaster looks like it's coming to an end. The playoff hopes are about done. I don't think they're going to hop back into the playoff picture. Now, as a Coyotes fan, you focus on the positive. Where do we go from here? Because in the future, we have Cooley who's special. We have the opportunity to buy a piece of land in Scottsdale that can be a venue that can be packed every night, every game night for these Coyotes, and it can be truly special and a place that they can stay long-term. Because the present does not offer us much hope. Losers of seven straight. I failed to mention that their Ingram, their goalie got hurt. The coach says he's out seven to 10 days. So the present is pretty gloomy and doomy right now if you're a Coyotes fan. But the future, if you focus on Cooley, you focus on the possibility of a new arena, and you focus on guys like Clayton Keller, there is hope for the future. So let's just focus on that, Coyotes fans. Let's try to stay positive. Now jumping back to the hardwood, ASU played the Beavs last night, the Beavers of Oregon State. They overall dominated them. It was not close. The schedule was weird. They played the Beavers on a Wednesday before a Saturday game against their rivals. Most of the time, if you look back at history, this week leading up to rivalry game, you have that whole week off, kind of like football. You have that whole week off to prepare for your rivals, to give them your best shot. We'll leave it up to the Pac-12 to keep it weird. They have Pac-12 after dark for football. You know, the game starts at 9 o'clock. They keep you up to 1 a.m. if the game goes into overtime. They have games at 9 p.m. for basketball. Again, leave it to the Pac-12 to keep it weird. ASU played last night on a Wednesday before a rivalry game. Good for them. They won. They got the W. Keeps them kind of competitive in the Pac-12 standings. If ASU is going to be honest with themselves, though, I don't think winning the Pac-12 regular season championship is in the picture for them right now. I believe they're going to turn their attention to getting hot heading into Vegas for that Pac-12 tournament. They can do just that by coming out and stunning a number five U of A team in Tucson. They did it last year on a three-quarter court shot. So I know the players will have confidence going into McHale Center to play the Wildcats, just knowing they've done it before. Granted, it was a miraculous shot. Most of the times, those don't fall and you don't win that type of game. But you can, there is something to take from that, a confidence level to take from that to say, hey, we can go into one of the toughest places to play in college basketball and we can compete and possibly win. So that game will be interesting on Saturday. I'll leave you with this. I've said it the last 10 times, I believe, on my podcast. It's day two of Pitchers and Catchers out in spring training. If you live close to Florida, able to make the flight to Arizona, 
I would highly recommend that you come out and watch these pitchers and catchers report. You also already have some of the position players like first base, second base, third base, and outfield reporting. Shohei Otani, there's a picture of him already at the Dodgers facility taking batting practice. We have Fernando Tatis of the Padres already in town. We have Gabby Moreno already in town for the Diamondbacks. So a lot of the position players, along with the pitchers and catchers, are already out here getting their reps in, getting ready for the season. So I highly recommend if you have the chance, make sure to go check it out. Finally, I'll leave you with this. As you go throughout the day, please, please keep in mind the people in Kansas City who were affected by the shooting. Put yourself in their shoes because on Valentine's Day, a day meant for love, a day meant to share your love with your family and your loved ones. A lives were taken, people were hurt. And for the family and co-workers of Lisa Lopez Galvin, there's a massive hole in their heart today that cannot be replaced. So please, please keep those families in your prayers. And until the kids fall asleep again, I'll talk to you soon.